You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Greeks Gridiron and a Wednesday edition of the NFL Power Rankings as we go through all 32 teams, ranking them worst to first after an extended week of football where we just watched a couple of games go down last night to wrap things up for week 15 and getting set for the last three weeks of the season. Week 16 is coming up next. Then we got 17 and 18, of course, because it is an extended season with that 17th game. Playoffs are close. Things are starting to get decided. Teams are starting to get eliminated. The Bears are the most recent team knocked out of playoff contention. A lot to talk about, a lot to get into, so make sure you hit that like button. And, of course, subscribe to the channel as we get closer and closer to 200 subs. Now, let's not delay anything further. Let's get into these power rankings here. As we always do, we'll go from worst to first. We'll start with the bottom seven and then work our way all the way up to the, that top five area. So 32, 31, 39, 29, 28, 27, and 26, the bottom teams of the league. There's actually been a lot of movement going on around here. So let's talk about it. First things first, at the very bottom, the Jaguars now take over the number 32 spot of the NFL the firing of Urban Meyer and then them taking a really tough loss to the Houston Texans. At this point, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just going to have a lot of work to do going into the offseason. I don't really see them being better than too many other teams in the league, at least for the foreseeable future. It's going to take some time for them to rebuild. Um, luckily, they do have a hopeful franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. But at this point in time, I think that they do belong right at the bottom there. And then right in front of them at 31, we have the New York Jets who take a loss, to, a crushing loss at that because they were leading for a, a fair amount of time during the game against the Miami Dolphins there. A tough loss there to a division rival dropping down to number 31 from, I believe, I think they were sitting at number 30 or 29 beforehand. Then after that, we have the Houston Texans, who again got another victory. I think this is their third one of the season now, if I'm not mistaken. So they are sitting at number 30, fighting their way through that bottom five group there. But nonetheless, at number 30, still sitting down at the bottom. Um, there's a lot of work to be done over there in Houston as well. Obviously, all eyes are still on what the heck's going to happen with Deshaun Watson as we go into the offseason. That'll be an interesting story to follow to see what kind of compensation they get for him if they get anything at all. But sitting in that bottom group, I definitely think they belong there. At 29, the Bears slip down a little bit further with another loss. At this point, they are eliminated from the playoffs now. Uh, things are not really looking good over there. I fully expect Matt Nagy to be gone at the end of this season, and honestly, even potentially GM Ryan Pace. I think there needs to be a massive turnover there in Chicago because what has been going on there for the last handful of years has not worked. And I actually saw a graphic the other day. Funny enough, it was of... Uh, Mike Glennon's head with a really long neck of the teams that have offered him the millions of dollars. And I did not realize that under GM Ryan Pace at one point, the Bears paid Mike Glennon $18.5 million to be their starting quarterback. I don't know how I forgot about that, but I when I saw it, it reminded me of when that actually happened. And I just, you know, I think that in itself kind of summarizes what's been going on over in Chicago the last few years. And I think Bears fans would certainly agree with me. At number 28, we are looking at the New York Giants taking another loss as well. Offense looking abysmal. Daniel Jones has been shut down for the year with his neck injury. 21-6 defeat to the Dallas Cowboys. Things are not looking good for them, and they just continue to slip their way down the power rankings. At number 27, 
we must shout out the Detroit Lions for getting a massive W over the Arizona Cardinals. And not even just a win, but an absolute shellacking of a team that was in the top five for literally the last like 10 weeks, I think, minimum for me. Um, talk about an unexpected victory for them. One that honestly puts them in a position to really be looked at as probably the best of the bottom group of teams. I think that they are really starting to show, you know, one that despite the lack of talent, they have a lot of heart. They have a lot of desire and a lot of hard work put into this year. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of those results. They have been very competitive this year and a lot of losses. I mean, this this is a team that could very well have another like four, five, six wins had things gone their way. You know, if you think about um, it, you know, like the Ravens game, losing to a record breaking field goal or tying to the Steelers. You know, there's a lot of wins left on that table and this team could very easily have an extra four to six wins, you know, depending on how things shook out in some of those really tight games there. So they move up on the board. And at this point, I really like where they are. I think, again, they're probably the best of the bottom sitting at number 27. At 26, Carolina Panthers, another loss this week, this time getting blown out by the Buffalo Bills, 31-14. to uh, Again, the offense continues to just be very lackluster despite the addition of Cam Newton, hoping to energize that team. Things are not looking good over there. <clears throat> excuse me, in Carolina as the defense kind of starts to crumble over the lack of production that the offense has been having. You can't really play good defense if your defense is on the field all the time, especially against a high-powered offense. There's really not much you can do. Your defense is going to start to get fatigued, going to start to tire out. And that's just kind of where Carolina stands. They're going to have to work on the offense. The defense, not a problem. Offense, they've got a lot of work to do as they go into this offseason. Next group of five are going 25 through 21. At number 25, we have the Seattle Seahawks taking a loss just last night to the LA Rams. Um, there's got to be something going on over there with Russell Wilson, whether he just does not want to be there anymore. If the injury is still bothering him, I don't really know what's going on. You could see some of the frustration. DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson were kind of not butting. Yeah, I guess you could say butting heads a little bit over a missed overthrow from Russell Wilson at one point when Metcalf was open. So there was something going on over there. I don't really know what it is. The defense is still a problem as it has been for a while. Gone are the days of the Legion of Boom. But unfortunately for a team that had you know, at least hopes to be a playoff contender. This has not been the year anyone was expecting. Honestly, it's funny because when you think of like the two major QB controversies this past offseason, you had Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and the Russell Wilson with Seattle. I think that if you were to, based off of how much drama was hyped around both of them and to say, and when I say that, I mean, there really was not a ton with Russell Wilson. There was more so with the Rodgers situation. You probably did not expect that the Seattle situation would end up being the way it is and Green Bay's be the way there is. It's just it's very it's 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 eye opening and it's also incredible to see how that whole thing has shaken out. At number twenty four, we got the Atlanta Falcons. They also took a loss, a pretty tough loss to the San Francisco 49ers as well. Um Atlanta, another team that I'm assuming they're really stuck with Matt Ryan and how much money they owe him and his guarantees. I wonder if they're going to try to move on from him next year. I think Matt Ryan could do well in a change of scenery. And I think Atlanta, it's time for them to just kind of hit the red, big red button and uh, just kind of go full rebuild here and kind of get this team 
resituated. You brought in Kyle Pitts, um, obviously, as like a playmaker to replace the loss of Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley has obviously been gone for the season due to personal issues. Hopefully things are going well for him, and maybe he gets back next year as well to help this Atlanta team. But realistically speaking, they don't have a run game. Their defense has been like subpar to, you know, well below average, depending on what's been going on in a game that this season. And I mean, that did not look good at all this season. So a lot of work needs to be done in Atlanta. At one point, a pretty fair playoff team. And now they're, you know, they're kind of just fumbling around at the bottom. Next up, we're looking at at number 23, the Washington football team did not have their starting quarterback. I believe it was Garrett Gilbert who was their starter, and I probably am wrong about that name, but I think it was Garrett Gilbert. That sounds correct. Uh, Don't really know who he is. Unfortunately, could not get it done against a Philadelphia team who had, you know, Jalen Hurts and the boys running all over the field as they usually do. Um, This is another team that, again, the defense, not quite what has been of expected from them this season and the offense has just been dealt blow after blow with the quarterback situation when they initially lost Fitzpatrick and then hit Taylor Heineke and now you have Garrett Gilbert playing for you a lot of unfortunate stuff going on over there in Washington this is another team that has a lot of work to do heading into the offseason and I think that we're starting to really realize where this team stands as we finish off the year at 22, you have the LA, or excuse me, whoa, LA, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, sitting at the 22nd spot. This is a team that has fallen from grace. At one point, they were in the top 10, vying for a very high seed in the AFC. So much drama, so much has gone on. They're starting to really tumble their way down the hill at this point here. And you can't really blame them with everything that has gone on the loss of first round picks, the head coach. There is just a lot to sort through and figure out as they get into the offseason. I'm curious if Mike Mayock is going to stay there as the GM. A lot of questions, a lot more than answers, certainly over there. Um, Derek Carr is probably the one certain thing you have there. Uh, Josh Jacobs has not been quite as impressive as he has the last few years. So, I mean... There is just a lot up in the air for this team. They're going to have to find a new number one wide receiver. They're going to have to work on that defense some more. But there is just a lot more questions than answers so far at this point. I feel for the Raiders. I really do. And for you Raiders fans, crazy year for you guys. Hopefully things get better as we move forward. But, you know, at one point, this was a team that, you know, nobody was trying to play. They were looking really, really good. And it's just unfortunate to see their fall from grace at this point. At 21, we have the Philadelphia Eagles win over their division rival. Excuse me, win over their division rival last night. Uh, big win for them to kind of keep their playoff hopes alive. Um, Jalen Hurts looked really good. Two rushing touchdowns, I believe, or maybe it was three. I, th- I think it was two. I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, good night for, <clears throat> excuse me, Jalen Hurts and the offense overall. Defense did a solid job as well, keeping Washington in check with Garrett Gilbert at the quarterback position. Um, but overall. Philadelphia fighting, keeping their playoff hopes alive in a, in a pretty good spot. Um, I don't know if they're really in control of their own destiny. They need, do need some things to kind of fall in their favor. But right now, if they keep winning and looking as good as they do, they have a shot. Next up, 20 through 16, at number 20, the New Orleans Saints. Massive, massive, massive victory for them uh, in a game that I don't think anyone expected to look the way it did. 9-0 to over the reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, at this point... Sean Payton has the playbook to beat Tom Brady. For those of you that do not know, Tom Brady has a four and five record overall playing the New Orleans Saints, and that dates all the way back to you know the first time he ever played them as a Patriot. Uh, interesting stuff to say the least. And, and the crazy thing is, is four of those losses 
have been since he's come into Tampa Bay. So, so Sean Payton knows how to beat either, I think, Tampa Bay really more so than anything, and also Tom Brady. Some interesting stuff there. The fact that Brady was shut out for the first time in like 255 games or whatever it's been. It's been 15 years since he has not scored a, any points at all on offense in a game. Incredible stuff to say the least. The Saints defense knows what to do there. Offense obviously still not looking great. They only put up nine points. So you're going against the champs. I get, I get it. But at the same time, to be able to dominate the way you did on defense and still only come away with nine points, the game was like a nail biter for them and it shouldn't have been. They should have been able to come away with some more points. So still a lot to work on for them. But overall, a real great performance to kind of, you know, cling to playoff hopes as we get into this late part of the season. Number 19, the Denver Broncos. They slide down the board just a little bit here. Um, where is the result? Oh, yeah, they lost 15-10 to 10 for, uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals in a very weird game that just did not have a ton of scoring, more of a defensive type of game. Um, the, Teddy Bridgewater, hope he's doing well. From what it sounds like, he's okay. He's in the concussion protocol at this point. He was released in the hospital. So good on him. Happy to hear that. But offensively, Denver, again, this team, like I, I think I said this earlier in the year too. Uh, I've said this about a handful of teams, but I'm pretty sure I've said this about Denver a few times as well. Uh, this team was going to go as far as the offense could take them. Was never really sure if Teddy Bridgewater was the guy. Drew Locke came in to kind of replace him and obviously did not get a ton done there either. They're going to have to figure something out at the quarterback position. There is too much talent on this offense for them to not be a more high-powered unit, a team that can put up more than 10 points in a game uh, and rely heavily on their defense to put up points or to put them in good field position to get points. They need to figure something out there. Could be an interesting offseason at the quarterback position, free agent market, through the draft, whatever it may be, but they've got to find a new number one signal caller there to give this offense some life and take advantage of all the talent that they have there at their skill positions. Next up on the list, we're looking at number 18, the Cleveland Browns in a heartbreaking loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. They took the lead with like a minute and some change left over in the game uh, with a massive touchdown there. And then ultimately, it just boiled down to Derek Carr and the boys being able to fight their way into field goal range and knocking a last second field goal in for the W. I feel for Cleveland, man. You had so much stacked against you with you know the, the all the players out and everything like that, and you were this close to getting a win here. And even being first place in the AFC North in that division has been literally com competitive since week one. It's just been people swapping number one spots all over the place or number two, number three. That division has been a whirlwind of change, but unfortunately couldn't come away with the wind. They dropped down a couple of spots. They're sitting at number 18. They're on the outside looking in for the playoffs, and we'll have to see where they go from there. At number 17, got the Miami Dolphins continuing their hot streak. I believe they're on a six-game winning streak now is what it is. So this is a team that started out 1-7 and seven and is now 7-7. Seven and seven. They're just fighting their way through. You can argue they haven't really beat too many great teams. That is a fair argument to have in that conversation there. But six wins straight in the NFL is still six wins straight in the NFL. They're fighting their way up the leaderboard. They are just outside the playoffs. Um, actually, let me look at the playoff board here. Where are they? They're... So they're technically 11th in the AFC right now. So they are a few spots away from being in playoff contention. There's a few teams, 7-7, seven and seven, that they're kind of sitting around with. You have Steelers that are at 7-6-1 seven, and one above them, Baltimore at 8-6. and six, and Then you get like the higher teams up there. But fighting for a playoff spot, not too far out. Another win or two, and then a few of those teams above them with another loss. And they could sneak their way in as like a number 7 seed. Have to see how things play out and if they can continue this hot streak. 
At number 16, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big win for them over the Tennessee Titans this week. I know there were some penalties and stuff like that, a little bit of controversy going through that game. I feel like that has been a common narrative throughout the entirety of the year, but at the end of the day, they won with the final score of 19-13, to and that's what matters most. Um, does not matter whether you feel like the refs cheated you out or not. I mean, that's just a weekly thing. And uh, trust me, the refs hate your team, and they want your team to lose. So, you know, if you're a fan of anyone, just know... Your team, hated by the refs, they don't want you to win, period, end of story. That's what it seems like, right? Um, No, but at the end of the day, Steelers got it done. They're pretty close to getting a playoff spot themselves. Obviously, the Bengals leading the way right now currently in the AFC North, but the Steelers not too far out from potentially sneaking their way in as well. There's a lot of teams in the AFC right now that... A couple of teams in front of them lose a game and they keep on winning and they could move their way right in. The AFC is far from being decided aside from like the bottom three teams that are in the AFC. Next group of five, we got 15 through 11 with the Minnesota Vikings at number 15. Another, excuse me, another W 17 to nine over division rival Chicago Bears. Much needed win to keep their playoff hopes alive as well. Continuing to fight their way up the leaderboards. I've got to say, give some respect to the Vikings Um, at this point. Seven and seven, they have been like a fringe playoff team. They do own the number seven seed right now due to some tiebreakers that they have over a handful of teams. I'm very curious to see if they're going to be able to hold on and fight their way into the playoffs. It's looking like for the NFC, it's going to take probably anywhere from at least minimum, borderline minimum, nine wins to get yourself in, maybe even 10 with just how close everything is. Um, But right now, Vikings own a playoff spot. Number seven in the NFC, got to like their chances at making their way in. They have a solid quarterback, some really good skill players on offense. It really boils down to what this defense is going to do for them the next few weeks against some of the teams they're playing. I said it earlier in the year, and I'll say it again. This is for the Vikings. This team will go as far as their defense takes them. At number 14, we got the Baltimore Ravens, who are sitting just outside the playoffs. They, I believe, are the number eight team in the AFC, and they are fighting their way at 8 and 6. The top of the AFC is so competitive and for the Ravens to be 8 and 6 right now and sitting outside of the playoffs looking in is rather insane, but they are they've been dealing with so many injuries which is why I still keep them so high up cuz they literally played the Packers to the very end. Uh you can argue with the analytic people or you know or against against them for them, whatever you may think over that two point conversion. I personally think they should have took the one. A lot of people are saying, you know, take the two with so many people out. Aaron Rodgers probably going to score. And even if they took the one, maybe he would have just drove down the field for the team and then they would have kicked a field goal and then the Packers would have won the game anyways. Yes, all those are possibilities. But I just feel like, you know, I, going for two in that situation when you could just not up the game. And I understand your defense was letting it up all game long, but man, does it just like leave a sour taste to lose a game like that? I don't know. Uh, Ravens fans, let me know what you guys think in the comment section about that. If you're seeing this ranking here, what do you guys think? I, I, you know, you guys are right in the thick of the playoffs. I still have you at number 14. So you are in that top half of the league there. What do you guys think of the result of that game? What are your thoughts on it? What have what should have John Baharbaugh done in that situation? I really think he should have just took the one. I get that you were going for the win there, but man, what a way to lose. I hate that feeling. At number 13, we got the Buffalo Bills, the number seven seed currently in the AFC. Uh, they got themselves a big shellacking victory over the Carolina Panthers. Um, finally finding their footing after a, a tough few weeks there. Offensively, they looked really good. Defensively, they looked really good as well, albeit against a Panthers team that has been struggling for the last handful of weeks now at this point. Um, 
Got to like their chances for the playoffs. They're sitting at number six. Interesting to see how things shake out the next few weeks. Like I said, the AFC is so competitive. The Bills are a team with a great quarterback, some really good skill players. The defense has been really good at times. It's also let up at a few games as well. But overall, Bills have a really good shot for the playoffs. I'm excited to see where they end up going. I like them at the number 13 position. At number 12, we got the San San Diego. No, 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 no. L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers. Excuse me, Chargers fans. Um, number 12, we got the LA Chargers. I believe they are the number five seed in the AFC or the number six seed, excuse me, in the AFC. Things are looking good for them. Justin Herbert has been lighting it up all year. <clears throat> Definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, in my opinion. I mean, he has just been lights out all year long, making excellent throws to all his great receivers. Keenan, him and Keenan Allen, man, are something else. Um, the defense has been looking pretty good in LA, but ultimately I think the defense is kind of what you have to watch for with this team. This will be the team that kind of wins or fails at McGravy. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. My cat wants to be a part of the show. But, uh, yeah, so L.A. Chargers looking really good right now. They have some wins over some big teams. They have the, you know, they kind of have like the tie going on between the them and the Chiefs with the one-to-one there. Um, ultimately, I think it's just going to really boil down to... I, I, and this is going to go for just about anyone in the top part of the AFC. Who's going to win out? Who's going to take another loss or two? I mean, a loss at this point in the AFC is going to be detrimental to any of these top teams in the playoffs right now because everyone is eight and six or better, and you have a team sitting outside of the playoffs that's also eight and six. At this point, if you want to keep your playoff spot, you can't really lose a game. Bills and Patriots is this week. That'll be a big decider for the Chargers. I don't know exactly who the Chargers are actually playing this week, and I'm curious to see here. I want to pull it up just so I have an idea as what they're looking at here. Oh, they got an easy win over the Texans. So, yeah, trap game for the Chargers. They're playing the Texans to help keep their playoff hopes alive. They should be 9-6 and six coming out of this one. Big, big games coming up for everybody in the AFC. My goodness. At number 11, you got the Bengals leading the AFC North, what has been an uber-competitive division. They got a big win over the Denver Broncos to kind of crush their playoff hopes and meanwhile extend theirs. Um, I love the Bengals. I've loved the Bengals all year long. I love the style of football that Joe Burrow plays. The quarterback position, they have great wide receivers. They have a really good, great running back as well. I shouldn't say really good, great running back as well. And then the defense has been very good you know, aside from a couple of games here and there where they have not. But overall, the Bengals, probably one of the more solid teams in the AFC, in my opinion. They were able to shut things down over there in Denver. A little concerned that they were only able to get 15 against the Broncos, but the Broncos have fielded a pretty solid defense as well. My goodness, Gravy, you are not the star of the show. I am. (laughs) But I do have the Bengals at number 11. Going at number 10 through 6, the Tennessee Titans. I still have them in the top 10 because record-wise, they are in it to win it. I believe they are the number two or th- the number three seed, excuse me, in the AFC. So still have some playoff hopes alive for them, despite taking a handful of losses recently as well. I guess Gravy's going to join us for the remainder of these power rankings here. He does not want to seem to go. But um, yeah, the Tennessee Titans, they still have a really good shot at being in the playoffs. Derek Henry could potentially be coming back. A.J. Brown is apparently off the IR and making his way back in as well to the team. All these additions really late in the season should be really good. They have potential to be as good as possible going into the playoffs, which is not necessarily how it goes for teams at this point in the season, but they're getting all their injured players back at the right time. So I do like them at number 10. I think once everyone starts to come back and gets on that football field for them, Tennessee Titans are a threat and, you know, they've been able to, they've still been able to move the ball despite, you know, losing all these offensive players. So, you know, 
Titans fans, I see you. I'm a Colts fan. I respect what you guys got going on. Um, you might hate what you're seeing in these power rankings right now, but I will say that there's there's a lot of ifs and buts about the Titans right now, a lot less than the team that's above them, um, or the next few teams that are above them, rather. At number nine, San Francisco 49ers. This is a top 10 team um, that a few weeks ago I probably didn't see or I didn't really see as a top 10 team. I had people telling me they were a top 10 team. Excuse me, Gravy, but we are not fighting here. <laughs> um, yeah, they're a top 10 team. Um, things are looking good. I don't know if I really trust their offense, but the defense has looked really good through the last few weeks. They're starting to really take shape and, for, and, and you know look more like the dominant defense they had for the last few years. So... It, they own the number six spots, uh, the number six seed, excuse me, in the NFC. The top half of that NFC, or not top half, excuse me, but like the top five of the NFC is literally 10 win teams or better. They're going to really have to hang on here and win out to really secure a playoff spot because it feels like five through one is going to be that group of teams. The Rams, Cardinals, Bucks, uh, Cowboys, and Packers obviously are already in. They won their division. But when you look at like six, through I'll say six to 11, you have teams that are eight and six all the way to six and eight. There's a real possibility that if some of those teams down at the bottom went out, they lose a game or two, you know, they could find themselves right out of the playoffs. I mean, and that the same goes for Minnesota and that one there and like Philadelphia, New Orleans, Washington, Atlanta, they are all sitting right there on the outside looking in trying to fight their way into the playoffs. The NFC at the bottom there, those couple bottom seeds are really undecided. 49ers are in that group. I think that they are probably a more likely team to make it into the playoffs than not at this point. Sitting at 8-6, and six, things are looking really good for them. I like them overall. I just don't know if I can really trust the offense. That's probably my only real thing I don't know. is And not even the offense per se, but the quarterback position. I just don't know if I trust Jimmy G. Next up, we have the New England Patriots. They took a really bad loss here. All right, Gravy. This is enough. This is enough, my uh, coming up at number eight, the New England Patriots. Um, you know, real surprising loss to the Colts. I'm not going to lie. I did not expect the Colts to win the game. Not because I don't believe in the Colts, but just because I believe in how well Bill Belichick prepares his teams. And his team did not look prepared going into that game. And when Jonathan Taylor busted that 67-yard run at the end of the game, you know, I really thought the Patriots were on the cusp of making a comeback and possibly winning. To So to see that was rather shocking. But overall, the Patriots are still one of the best teams in the AFC. You can say what you want about Mac Jones throwing a couple interceptions in that game. I really like his style of play. He doesn't really make a ton of errors. He has a bad game, you know, with a lot of people watching him. So, of course, the roars will be louder than normal. But overall, I really trust the Patriots' defense, their offense, everything about them. They are a really solid team overall, special teams as well. We'll have to see where things shake out for them. But, I mean... They're the number two seed in the AFC for a reason. They look really good. They played really good all year long. They were just on a seven-game winning streak. There's really not a ton to not like about them, aside from questions about whether Mac Jones is the guy or not. At number seven, we got the Indianapolis Colts. And quite honestly, I'm a Colts fan. I don't know if I even want them this high, but I think that just based off of the, the play that's been going on recently... Jonathan Taylor has been crushing it right now. And, you know, in my opinion, the lead guy for MVP that isn't a quarterback, um, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady are probably the two you'd consider for MVP at this point, quarterback position wise. But I think 
Jonathan Taylor, the way he has played with the yardage, the numbers of touchdowns and everything, the way he has played, he definitely deserves some serious consideration for MVP. And if he has another few big games and leads the Colts to the playoffs, I don't really think you could argue that he isn't the MVP of the league. But obviously, it's, it's a quarterback's award at this point. Probably not going to get it. I definitely think he should. By far, in my opinion, best running back in the league right now. Uh, and that's even going against Derrick Henry. And for anyone who thinks I'm wrong about that, I love Derrick Henry. Don't get me wrong. I think he should have won MVP last year. Jonathan Taylor has a shot, not a big one, but a shot to potentially even, you know, maybe like get 1,900 to 2,000 yards, especially if he has a really big game in the next few weeks. But on top of that, you look at his receiving totals and everything. He is such a complete back. The way he plays the game, he plays like he's the size of Derrick Henry, but he moves like he's somebody a little bit smaller, more elusive type of back. It's just unbelievable the way he plays. And it's, it's, I don't want to get into fangirling over, over how good Jonathan Taylor is, but I've got to say I've been so impressed with the way he's played. I knew he was good coming out of college, and I thought he was special his first year, and this year he has really just doubled down on my beliefs. At number six, Arizona Cardinals taking a big loss to the Detroit Lions this week. It knocks them out of the top five, but I still think that they are one of the best teams in the league, not just the NFC, but in the league. I didn't want to drop them too far down the board here, but at number six now, first time out of the top ten, uh, top five, excuse me, and probably like, uh, I don't know, man, I feel like they've been in the top five since like week four or five at this point, so it's been a while since they've been out of the top five. Really shocking loss. Not sure what's going on with all of that. Hopefully they can kind of sort themselves out because they have lost a handful of games recently, and this is not the time to be losing. This is the time to be winning, to be getting hot as you get set to go into the playoffs. So we'll have to see what happens with Arizona. They're still a top 10 team. A little bit of a shaky thing going on over there, but they should be able to sort themselves out. I firmly expect them to still be hanging on to a really good playoff spot. They went from number one to number four with their big loss there this week. So we'll have to see where things go. Just a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of some thumb, thumb fidgeting here to see kind of what happens. I don't know. I, I the Real shocking loss. I did not expect this from them. You know, they have Kyler Murray and everybody. DeAndre Hopkins is out for the season now, too, as well. We'll have to see how that works out for them. But my goodness. Arizona Cardinals dropping a big game to the Lions. Not good. Not good. Top five time. What everyone's here to see. At number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Got a big win over the Giants. Dominated them from start to finish throughout the entirety of the game. Didn't put up as many points as I would have expected them to do against the Giants, but they still got the job done 21-6. to Like the way they're looking. Team looks very complete right now. Defense is playing well. Offense is playing well. You can't really complain about what the Cowboys are doing. I think that they have silenced a lot of the Cowboys going to crumble late in the season hate that's been going on through the majority of the season there. Um, like where they stand, number five feels good for them. We'll keep them there. And number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you could argue they probably deserve to be a little bit lower, but I believe in Tom Brady and the team that he has around them. They dealt with a ton of injuries through that game. Chris Godwin is gone for the season. They thought that maybe he could be back. They thought maybe it was just an MCL sprain or something like that, but turns out he tore his ACL. Not good stuff there. So Buccaneers down a star wide receiver. They still have Antonio Brown. They still have Mike Evans. Leonard Fournette is going to be missing a handful of games with an injury. So that's going to affect the running game, but they still have a very fresh Ronald Jones. So ultimately I'm not too worried about the Buccaneers. Um, They just, they can't play the saints in the regular season. I don't know, whatever that is, they can't beat the saints in the regular season. Hopefully they don't see them in the playoffs. They did beat them last year in the playoffs, but for whatever reason, they really struggle to play the saints. I like them at number four. I still believe in them. Maybe they could be a little bit lower on the power rankings, but 
I feel fine with them being at number four. They still got Tom Brady. I, I firmly believe in them still. Number three, we got the Kansas City Chiefs working their way up. They have been, at one point, I had them at number 16, and it has been a slow climb for me as they've worked their way back up to the top there. Number three team in the league, in my opinion, at this point. It seems like they've kind of sorted themselves out offensively, relying less on all those cutesy plays and just playing really good football when it matters now. 10-4, and four, number one in the AFC. At one point, they looked like you know they might even stumble their way out of the playoffs, but Patrick Mahomes and company have looked really good. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, of course. The entire offense has played really well. Defense has kind of flipped it around. They are definitely playing a lot better than they did in the early part of the season. They look like the number one team in the AFC, which is why it's recognized here in the power rankings as the number three team in the NFL. Number two, we got the L.A. Rams. Big win for them last night over division rival in the Seattle Seahawks. Rams are really starting to come together. I like the way they look. They've been dominating for the last few weeks. Um, They did have a little bit of a hiccup there. They lost a few games, but they're on a little bit of a win streak now. Um, I just think that, you know, offensively, defensively, there's so much talent. They look so good. Matthew Stafford is looking like the elite quarterback that I expected him to be over there in L.A., I don't know. They are the number five seed in the AFC or in the NFC, excuse me. I understand that. But ultimately, they just beat Arizona. They beat Tampa Bay already. I feel like they could beat Dallas and I feel like they could beat the Packers. You know, I, I just have a hard time believing that they're not a top three team in the NFL, even though that they are the number five seed in their own conference. I like the LA Rams. I like what they're doing. Sony Michelle is looking like an absolute steal for this team and running the football well for them. Rams are looking good. And then at number one, sitting at the top all by themselves, best record in the NFL, 11-3, and three, Green Bay Packers against all odds, against all the drama they've dealt with this year. Sitting in the top spot, Aaron Rodgers has been playing outstanding football the last few weeks. Defense has played really well, and they don't even have any of their all-pros in. They're still missing a handful of guys. Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith. I mean, when those guys get back, people are having a hard time beating the Packers now. I don't know. This could be the year for Rodgers. It would be an amazing thing to see Green Bay win a Super Bowl with all the drama that they've had this year. Is it going to happen? I don't know. Maybe not, but they are looking like the best team in the NFL right now. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Packers sitting at number one. Who do you guys think belongs in that top spot there? What do you think of the rest of the power rankings? I will catch you guys uh, tomorrow for NFL picks. We'll see you guys then. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good one.